Wow. Okay. Here we are. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) We're back. We made a lot of promises, and we did not fulfill most of them about our summer content. I feel like every day I was either crammed onto the middle seat in the last row of an airplane or holding a very heavy piece of gear and lugging it somewhere. Yeah. We just didn't we just didn't have the time we thought we did. I also was shocked that Shark Tank came back so quickly. We actually found out about the that it aired from my parents. We <laughs> who did, called me we did. when Sylvie was staying over. And we'll we'll hear from both of them. We'll hear from both of them later. We will, we will. Scott and Wendy were fired up about this episode and I get it because, guys, yeah. if you haven't tuned in, they decided to make the premiere a live show. It, which I get wanting to try it, but it just, it wasn't for me. I don't get wanting to try it because I think the only thing that should be live is a sports game. Mm. Like, I don't sports I don't want to see anything else live except for the sport. Some kind of ball match. <laughs> Um, Editing exists for a reason, and I think it's so disrespectful when shows decide that they want to be live. And no one likes live shows. No one likes watching them. No one likes producing them. No one likes being in them. It is all of the stress for a less good product. The one thing that, like, I just couldn't get past, it was was so loud there's a studio audience and so the whole time people are cheering people are like applauding them you know someone being like and and our product is made exclusively in america like just eruptions of applause just unpredictable applause i couldn't get past how loud it all was it was so loud it was like watching the price is right on full blast Yes, and the crosstalk and all of the men oh. talking over oh Lori and Barbara. I wanted to fucking kill myself. My yeah. first three notes are, I am already in hell, editing exists for <laughs> a reason, and this sound guy or lady had a nightmare of oh, a day. yeah. And it really did highlight how much they talk over Barbara Oh, Lori, my God. Which yes. was, holy shit. And I got to say, Mark... Mark lost a few points in my book. I agree. I agree. I do. I will say, I do like the cute little announcer in the booth. Yeah. That made me happy. Yeah. I actually know that what that announcer looks like because I one time looked him up trying to see if I could get him to record a birthday message for Ralph's birthday, and it was, like, prohibitively <laughs> expensive. Like, I couldn't even get as far as finding out what the rate would be. It, it was so expensive. It was, I have to say, a good ep in terms of the people they brought on because they knew because it was live they had to pick people with like really compelling stories and interesting products and like who weren't total fucking idiots stirring a pitch like all of these right. people i have to say were exceptionally good pitchers very solid no stinkers uh, both in the pitchers and in the products themselves i totally agree but yeah the show you know the show kind of opens not atypically, it's the intros, but they do it as like at the beginning of a basketball game where they're uh, announcing the starting lineup and everyone runs out with the freaking screaming studio uh, audience. Who 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 was your who came out on top for you with this and who did you hate the most upon their entrance? I wanna say no one came out on top. I I, I, just I will agree with that. Did not like Robert. He was 
no. acting like a class clown the entire time yes. from like Ro- moment this one. This whole episode really showed to me like how much of a fucking ham Robert is and how like <laughs> insufferable he must be in real life. Yes, uh, I think there's a reason he's had seven wives at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's also just something so sort of like dystopian about like a studio audience of people who were clamoring to be there to just scream their heads off for a bunch of billionaires. It's very, um, <laughs> it's very like late Roman. It's giving late Roman Empire, like cheering mm-hmm. in the Colosseum. Yeah, late stage, late stage <laughs> Roman Empire. Yeah. There's something about it that just feels like we're like on the precipice of like global uh, yes. destruction. Total, total <laughs> collapse, total collapse. So let's talk underwear. Yeah, let's talk undies. We first up, we got Stacy and Jeff with Kent. Uh, it's the first verified compostable underwear, and their kind of pitch is help us turn fashion into fertilizer. Um, yeah, they're so looking for two hundred k for five percent equity. Which woo. She came from fashion. He came from CPG, basically, and they. To their credit, the underwear is very cute. It just looks like regular underwear. There's something proprietary about it, in addition to it being made of cotton that is, like, stretchy but still compostable. Who knows? Uh, And I guess the idea is, like, when you're done wearing the underwear, (laughs) you throw it in the compost heap. Which, like, is it just is gross to me for some reason. Like So gross. Did they say how long it takes for the underwear to decompose? Because there's just going to be something creepy about seeing, like, a pair of women's underwear in your compost pile for, like, an indefinite <laughs> amount of time. Do you know what I mean? Like, Again. isn't there something, like, like if a neighbor came by to, like, drop something in the compost, don't you think that they would be a little... Uh, Put off. Suspect, right? It's it's again. It's giving Bundy. It's giving BTK. It's giving American serial killer. Yes, and you can't and you can't bring it up to them. You know what I no, mean? No, because then also, you're going to be the next underwear in the pile. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> also, I want to point out that one pair costs twenty to twenty four dollars. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And they're also like not cute. It looks like a swimsuit. Like it's not it cute for like underwear. I guess no. is what I'm saying. No, I and mean also, the, the underwear industry has has moved past this in terms of like what is cute. I, I see, like, oh, this is a good idea, but it, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem yeah. to have a mass appeal to me. Yeah, and I think that that's probably the biggest holdup that these sharks have, on top of the fact that they don't have much in the way of sales. They the sharks ask like, if you don't have compost, which is uh, a lot of people what do you do with them? And they said, oh, well, we have a, a mail-back program where you can mail them back to us, which is also... Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to oh. mail old underwear to anybody. <laughs> You're going to have to pay me a lot of money to mail you my old yeah. underwear. Like, that's yeah. literally an OnlyFans service, and in this yes. economy, I'm expecting to make a return on that. <laughs> <laughs> They've made probably, like, $300,000 so far, maybe not even, and they're in valuing sales. the company at $4 million. Yeah, in sales. Mark is out. He says it's too niche, which I agree with. Damon is out. He's like, there's not enough sales. Babs comes in with a 200 k offer for 20%. I, I, was, I was actually surprised that Barbara came in with an offer. I was too. I think it would have more appeal if they could say somehow it breaks down in a landfill. Like composting is the thing that's just taking it one extra step. If you told me, like, here's some underwear. When you buy it and throw it away eventually, it will break down in the landfill. It will break down. Then I would be like, great. And and then 
Robert starts the first of our three audience polls with this freaking live audience who's <laughs> screaming at him. God, like Robert was just playing too much to the audience. I just can't. I just Pandering don't. Pandering to the yeah, crowd. Yeah, I, I just don't like people enough yeah. to want to know what other people are thinking. I realize the irony <sighs> of having a podcast about a show for us to share our thoughts about the show and then decrying the people who attend a live taping of the same show who are expressing their thoughts via you know, clapping and laughing, but but forget <laughs> it. I don't like it, and I don't like Robert playing to that audience. Uh, Mr. Wonderful is out because he hates their valuation. Lori offers 200K with the smartest take I've seen yet. She offers 200K for 15% because she wants to see them do this with T-shirts yeah. or, like, another piece of clothing, which makes so much sense. Like, why did they pick underwear? <laughs> uh, and then Damon goes back in. 200k for 15%. He's just, he's, a feeding frenzy has begun. And, you know, they're trying to get uh, a combo pack in. There's like a certain, there's some wheelings and dealings. Robert's trying to push his his agenda. And then ultimately they go with the, the clothing man, Damon. I would have picked Lori just because she like immediately showed confidence and a smart pivot. They're very put together. They seem nice enough. Uh, yeah. You know, they're well-spoken. They have their pitch together. I, I respect how prepared they are and how confident they yeah. are without being, like, arrogant. I find them yeah. likable but forgettable. Extremely. Very milk toast. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Shall we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, for those who are just tuning in, or in case Sylvie deletes my entire maybe offensive intro, uh, this is the tank test. I'm Ralph Hashemi Erend, and for our first episode of season two, we will be reviewing each of the sharks' respective TikToks. Um, I have my phone in my hand, I have a Wikipedia open of each of the sharks names because if you ask me what Mr. Wonderful's real name I would I would I wouldn't be able to tell you. I mean I know his name is Kevin O'Leary but I don't put those two things together. I just know him as Mr. Wonderful. So here we go. I'm going to look up Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary TV on TikTok and let's see let's see what he's putting down. What are his pinned videos? Oh wow, it's him in his underwear talking about Russia. I don't like that. Okay, it's a video of him talking about something inspirational with <laughs> inspirational music underneath it. I don't like that. Not going to watch it. Okay, this, I mean, this is another inspirational video with cheesy music in the background, but at least he has, it's him talking to Steve Harvey. You know, we love Steve Harvey on Hey Chums. He's a friend of the family. Um, I'm going to give Kevin O'Leary's social media presence. Uh, I didn't come up with a review system before hitting record on my computer just now. So let's say since they're usually, you know, six sharks, let's say Kevin O'Leary's at this point, first in the race, worst in the race. <laughs> He's the sixth worst shark. All right, Damon John, let's look up Damon John. What you got going on? No pin videos. That's confidence. Love that. Okay. This is cute. It's him doing a keynote for students from five days ago. No, I like this. I like this. I'm going to like this. I'm actually going to heart it. Next one. Oh, him on the mask Singer. Good for you, Damon. Damon's right down the middle right now. I like Damon John. He's always right down the middle. Damon's reliable. He's, he's, he's number three out of six right now. So we got Kevin is the worst. 
And Damon's right down the middle. It's like a Barbara Corkin, who I'm expecting to be the best. I hate this trend, but I appreciate her for doing it. All right, Barbara. All right, Barbara. <laughs> okay, Barbara. Okay, no, Barbara's, okay, Barbara's is currently number one, but we knew that was going to happen. Let's see what happens with Mr. Herzerbeck. Now we're getting into, you know, number three, number four, number five, batting order. Does he not have, does Herzerbeck? <gasps> Herzerbeck doesn't have one. As far as I can see, Herzerbeck does not have one. Oh, man, that automatically DQs him. All right, let's do cubes last, because we know he has one. Okay, Lori Grenier. Pin videos. Ooh, she's got the most followers with 1.9. Everyone else has had less than a million. <laughs> when Kevin said Scrub Daddy was just a one product company, her laughing and then showing Scrub Daddy products. Good for you, Lori. Okay, you're two now, as you've always been to Barb's. Oh my God, this is her reenacting. She's trying to do like a, a viral Karen thing, like it's a skit. She's tagged it as a skit. I don't like that, Lori. I mean, that's like, I mean, I like it, I like Lori in the presence of everybody else, and I really shouldn't judge Lori independently. Again, she's four. We have her at four out of five, Damon at three, Barbara at one. I'm expecting Cubes to come in at two. Ooh, he only has 688,000 followers. That's surprising, Cubes. No pinned videos. Again, confidence. We like that swag. Okay, first video. This kind of feels like, nope, no, he's filming this video. I was gonna say it feels like stuff that is made by his team, but this is, this is him. It's him filming him while he's doing makeup on September 9th. Uh, I don't want to put Cubes at, at two. This is not, this is like half effort. I was expecting a lot of effort from Cubes. We're putting Barb at one. We're putting Damon at three. Putting Lori at two. O'Leary at five. And we're putting Herjavec at six. Who'd have thunk it? Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of uh, the Tank Test TikTok review. We're not going to do this ever again. Uh, next week we'll have a product. Next time we'll have a product. Who knows if it'll be next week. To be clear, the total runtime of this recording is at this point nearing eight minutes. So you, the audience, will find out how long it ended up being when Sylvie took a hack to it. Thanks everybody, excited to do this. Putting on speaker. <laughs> Hello, is this Scott Kurtzman? Yes. Great. Are you available to share some thoughts about the, the Shark Tank Live season premiere? And, I am indeed. And is your wife around? Yes, she is. Great. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. Sylvie's on too, but you can't hear her because she's hi, in my ears. She says hi. Say hi to Sylvie. She she can hear you, so. Sylvie. <laughs> 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 Blink twice if you're okay, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sure. Sylvie says thank you for the stew recipe. Had. She said it was the best beef stew she ever had, the one with the port. Yeah, I'm glad she enjoyed it. It is a wonderful recipe. It is. It, it is. Um, so, okay, so so you guys okay. called me because you were so appalled at the, specifically the liveness of the Shark Tank premiere. Can you talk a little bit about some of your thoughts? Well, my problem was this was that they were always just playing to the audience. Yeah. Everything seemed rushed. They were they were saying their stock phrases like what does it cost you what do you sell but it, it turned into a competition amongst them and they were pandering to the audience yeah i think their their focus was much more on the audience than it was on the entrepreneurs yeah 
Yeah. At one point, Robert even jumped up and like turned to the audience and did something. And I think, I think even Mark did it at one point. Yeah, they were. We were just talking about that. They were both such hams. It was yeah. so annoying. Cringe. And the audience chanting, "Take that deal." Take yeah, that I hated deal. that. I hated it was, that. It, it was really the Price is Right meets Let's Make a Deal. Did I say the Price is Right? I said the same thing. I was like, it was so loud. It reminded me of just like watching the Price is Right, like on yeah. full volume. And I didn't think very much of those canned questions. I mean, really, come on. The you survey questions. Commercial. Oh, the audience questions. The audience yeah. response questions. <laughs> that was a gimmick. We knew we were going to commercial when they did that. If this were the whole season, would you stop watching? Absolutely stop. Yeah. And um, Sylvia had a good question. Did you like any of the products? Uh, the pizza Sigma. Oh, yeah, we like yes. that. I would buy the Pizza Sigma. Yeah. I would yeah, too, yeah. actually. And they only had three... Yeah, they, I would. Yeah, I think they probably ran out of time. They probably had a fourth yeah. one waiting in the wings. Yeah, because they, because they all this nonsense, this extraneous stuff that just sucked up time. Yeah. I hope that was a one-time thing and went over like a lead balloon. I hope they did not do well, and it'll never happen again. So unhappy, wouldn't do it again. I hope they learned their lesson. And if I could speak to them, I would tell them. <laughs> Oh, I want their opinion as doctors with all COVID still a thing. The live studio audience, so many people without masks yelling and spitting. And what's their thoughts on that? We commented on that. We said there's not a mask in the audience and they were sitting, you know, elbow to elbow. So they're all getting Omicron. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, I, I do want to thank you for your thank opinion. You your service yes, well we'd like a daughter to us so we're happy to help oh that is the, just the kindest thing you could have said thank you so so thank very you. much very excited bye sylvie bye sylvie bye guys oh, sylvie says bye bye <laughs> all bye, right bye. love you bye well there you have it a, a very small cross-section of joe america and they say <laughs> no to live shark tank <laughs> The, the normal, everyday, simple folk no. of America say absolutely not. <laughs> no, I feel I feel validated in our thoughts. Where did, did you watch this? Like this morning? Like, what was your state of mind when mm-hmm. you watched this? By the way, uh, dread. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because here's the thing. Really quick aside, I, uh, as you know, became a huge fan of um, Ink Master over quarantine. Oh, that's right. Uh, mm, I have. How many tattoos do I have, Alyssa? Zero. I have zero. I have, I have no tattoos. So it is strange. Uh, but I do have an undying love for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and anyone who's ever been associated with them. So, you know, having Dave Navarro, who spent five minutes in the Red Hot Chili Peppers as the host, was hugely appealing to me. And then it's very exciting to see someone um, make a permanent decision on television that there's like a good chance they'll end up regretting. Anyway, they started doing this thing in Ink Master, (laughs) probably around season nine. (laughs) What? Who's counting? Um, Where they did the finale as a live, which was so disappointing because- yeah, you're supposed to have, you know, the finale is supposed to be kind of like the best episode of the season or at least like sure. the most yeah, exciting. Course. They started doing it as a live and Mm-mm. it's always no. shitty. It's always awkward. It's terrible. So I, I came into watching this episode with like a huge sense of dread. Yeah. And I will say, actually, the Sharks did a better job than the Ink Master judges. But it's just the live format doesn't work for me. No, Not at all. It just stresses me out. And clients yeah. at at our work still oh, frequently ask Alyssa and I to do something live. And Constantly. we say why. 
Shall we move on to our next product? Yeah, let's move on to Nina and Cena. Nina and Cena. Can't make that up. Um, they just kind of blow right past the fact that their first names rhyme, but I get it. And their their product is called, or their line of products, I should say, is called Oogie Bear. I keep wanting to call it Oingo Boingo, by the way. Oingo I think that's because Ralph was just recently playing us a uh, uh, the song Weird Science. Yeah. But I keep thinking it's Oingo Boingo. That's fair. And Nina is a pharmacist and Cena is a periodontist. So Oogie Bear, their flagship product is... And I hate that I even have to say the sentence. I feel sick saying this. Uh, it's a baby booger picker. Yeah, it's Ew. like a it, it's a booger extricator for like little baby noses that have boogers because it makes it hard for them to breathe and eat. Okay, here's something I didn't know. Babies can't blow their noses. Did you um, know that? I didn't know that, but also I couldn't blow my nose until I was like 18. What? <laughs> That is a fact. That is a fact. Alyssa, why? You're so I don't know. capable. Thank you. I don't know. Also, how do you get a baby to blow your nose? How do you tell a baby, blow out really hard through your nose? You know what I mean? Like, how do you communicate that to a baby? I mean, don't they just instinctually know it? Like, what no. dumb little assholes? I, I don't think babies. blowing your nose is like swallowing. Like, I don't think it's like a reflex. Some of us have enough phlegm production that we need that instinct, okay? I find it really creepy that babies can't blow their noses, and I now find it creepy that you couldn't blow your nose until you were 18. This This is my burden to bear. I just, I'm glad that this is actually being discussed openly and on the record because I do have a theory that Alyssa is an alien, uh, like a sophisticated men in black style, yeah, skin suit sort of situation. I'm just glad this is being recorded in a public forum. So when the Men in Black style, you know, FBI the program reveal. comes to light that snatches her away because she forgot to renew her, like, alien visa for the year uh, happens, we'll all be aware of, of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that is – I hadn't considered this just, like, a glitch in my programming. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, oogie, right. oogie bear. Back to the boogers. Uh, This whole product makes me sick. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Nina and Cena are seeking $400,000 for 5% of their company. Which is crazy. But then they point out that, like, they started in 2015. They have over $15 million in revenue. This year they're on track to make a million dollars just in profit. And that's when the Sharks Like, they are crushing. Yeah, they're crushing it. And that's when the Sharks lose their shit. And in comes a crosstalk feeding frenzy. Oh, my God. The likes of which we've never had before. You know, their main thing is they want to diversify their revenue. Their majority, like 75% or something, are on sales are on Amazon. And they have, like, deals with, like, Bye Bye Baby and, like, other retailers like that. But I think they're just trying to diversify away from Amazon and get more, like, D2C on their website, which is, like, selling, like, nothing right now. So, like, that's their main reason for wanting to work with the shark. But they are killing it they have a bunch of other products too they've got like a a version with like a light and then like something for like i I don't know they were talking about other disgusting baby sinus related issues and they have like products for them you know the sharks all want in on it because they are such a proven success and they just start shouting damon is out he says it's not his area but he respects them i honestly don't even want to go in on like like lori makes an offer bab gets an offer robert wants to go in with babs like 
Cuban oh, yeah. wants to go in. And I, I, who even cares? Like, just know. And who could even tell? Because there was so much crosstalk. <sighs> who could even tell? I will say, like, the men are talking over Lori so much. It was so yeah. upsetting to me. Like, she would have the floor, and then they would just talk over her. And then, like, that's the end of Lori's time, which is... <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's so sexist. Like, whether you're doing it unintentionally or not thinking about it like that's how it comes across because right then mr wonderful would start saying something and suddenly like everyone's paying attention so it was chaotic this is the this was definitely the product where i was most like this is where i miss editing this is where editing yes. makes the show more watchable i wanted drama built up instead of just this like frenzy of sharks yelling at each other and clamoring yeah. like that's not interesting to me to see like who can outbid the other person I couldn't even, like, tell by the end until they, they had to, like, scream who mm-hmm. they were going with. And I didn't even know what the deal was at that point because I don't even think they knew. Did you like that they brought up Ava the Elephant? Which, by the way, our only other off-season episode that we managed to do was where we watched the pilot, which you guys will get to listen to sometime this season whenever we figure out uh, <laughs> that we're going to air it. But Ava the Elephant, you will learn much more about in that episode. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I did. I did like that. And I I did have respect that, you know, Nina particularly, like, plays the game. She says she's a student of mm-hmm. Shark Tank. She was yeah. forged in the fires of the tank. Like, yeah. she knows her history. She knows what sharks are doing what. She knows how to stand firm. Like, she's a boss. I'm she just is. so sickened by boogers and babies. It was hard for me to get through. I agree. And as you were t- you as you were sort of talking about her story and the fact that there wasn't like a poignant moment, I kind of like just realized that they didn't go with anyone with a sob story this episode, which I think was the mm. right call. Mm. I think mm-hmm. a sob story like the sort of like music plays and someone starts crying because of some terrible thing that happened to them um didn't happen in this episode. And I think that was a very smart play. I think that that would have been so awkward I might have had to stop watching. I agree. And I just want to point out one more time with the question, do you have a hard time picking baby boogers? The answer is either (laughs) A, yes, baby nostrils are so tiny, or B, no, my fingers work just fine. Sickening. Yeah, and and 81% of people, thankfully, did not think that their fingers work just fine to stick up a baby nose. So I guess we can be glad about that. I was frankly surprised that as many people were like, no, I'm not shoving my fat fingers up a baby nostril <laughs> okay we have to we have to end we this have to move on. my we stomach is literally on. churning <laughs> yeah no this is this is it this is it so oogie boogie oingo boingo we're very happy for you but we never want to think about you again but not ever <laughs> let's take a quick break please Can I just say – actually, you know I'll save it for the end. I was going to say – What? I was just going to say that it's nice to be back. Oh, Alyssa, it's so nice to be back. It feels so good. It feels it's, like coming it, home. It does feel like coming home. We had so – we've done so much shit, specifically you. I mean, specifically both of us. But, like, Sylvie and I have been on the road for the last two mm. weeks. 
on various shoots for the same campaign, just like waking up at sunrise, <laughs> going to bed very late, <laughs> rinse and repeat, like going up 10, 10, 10K vert, like like just being on the top of a mountain, like struggling to breathe and like holding a monitor and running around. Like it has been fun, but it has been exhausting. And so I was a little nervous about starting this up again, but like it does feel really good to be back. This No, I agree. So comfy, cozy, and without giving away too many details to our four <laughs> listeners, uh, yeah, the shoot we were on was for a fitness brand, so you can imagine that involved a lot of running, scrambling, running. climbing, uh, scrunching ourselves behind a rock, trying not to, you know, trying to get out of frame. It, it physically took a lot out of us, and... Yes, yes. I've done two boxing classes since I've been back, and my coach was like, wow, you were gone for four weeks and you didn't lose that much fitness. And I was like, oh, let me tell you why. I yeah. have been like lugging yeah. shit up a mountain for four <laughs> right. weeks. Right. Trade secret. When the camera runs and you're holding the monitor, you mm. run. You have to run or you become the idiot who got yeah. into frame and ruined uh, the shot. I can't see the, yeah, I, I can't see the shot anymore. Yeah, you got to keep up. But oh, anyway. Boy. Anyway, I'm just so happy to be back in my bedroom closet. I am. And I'm happy. Yes, me too. I Again, Alyssa already knows this, but I'm making soup right after this. I'm going to the grocery (sighs) store. I'm folding laundry. I'm nesting. I'm nesting. And it's fall, baby. That's the time to do it. It is. It really, really, really is. Speaking of creature comforts. (laughs) Pizza. (laughs) We got Tate from Portland. With the pizza pack for leftover pizza. He previously pitched the cheese chopper. Do you remember that? I Yes, I absolutely remember the cheese yeah. chopper. I liked the cheese chopper. The cheese chopper okay. was like a thing that was basically a guillotine for like a, a block of like a Cabot <laughs> cheese that you would buy at the grocery store. A guillotine. Okay. I have so many problems with the cheese chopper though. Why? Like, okay. First of all, who has that much cheese on hand? Like, maybe I'm just speaking from a lactose intolerant was, perspective. Yes. But if, okay, I'm someone who likes to have multiple cheeses, but like small amounts of many different kinds of cheeses. I like a small log of goat. I like a little tin of feta. I like a, you know, brief block of cheddar. Yeah. I don't need that much chopping of cheese. And also like I have a cheese slicer. The cheese chopper never got thin enough for me. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you, but I think that there was an audience for the cheese chopper. The cheese chopper is like for your, for your for your Joe and Jane shoprite who are like getting a block of cheese at a time. I do think that your intolerance, Sylvie, is creeping into the edges of this of your oh, distaste fuck. for this product, um, <laughs> like, because you just because you are not able to buy cheese by the half pound block doesn't mean that other people aren't <laughs> buying cheese by the half pound block, including I myself. Think- I don't think any no you are not buying this amount of cheese I feel like this is made for like cafeteria people like if you're working in a in a commercial cafeteria or like a Shake Shack or a Mickey D's and you're slicing cheese all day long yes the cheese chopper makes total sense for a normal human who doesn't have eight children like no okay I, and that's yeah, kind of I mean, how it extends to how I feel about the pizza pack. So, like, oh, interesting. See, I yeah. feel like the pizza pack is for everybody. Mm, okay, okay. Let's get into what this is. If for people yeah. who haven't seen the episode, first of all, Tate is so funny. He's wearing this like pepperoni cape. He's <laughs> he's committed to the bit. I love the energy. Very. Honestly, 
A lot uh, of puns. Very punny yeah. speech. Great I, for I hate, great for a live audience, I will say. Yes. I, I hate him, but I love him mm-hmm. at the same time, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, he was right. His energy was right for this segment and the live right. show. So his invention is the pizza pack. It's for leftover pizza. It's kind of this, like, triangular um, Tupperware, but more advanced. It has layers in it, so you can, like, have multiple slices of pizza stacked on top of each other, but they're not touching. Uh, and then he says his his kind of biggest thing about it is it has this vent, so you can reheat them at the same time. So I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. My, yeah, my yeah, first I, I do thought, too. I'd love, I'd love to get into it. Let's get into it. My first thought is, like, Alyssa, how do you reheat your pizza? Okay. I thought this was what you were going to say. This is also my number one concern with this product. Mm, mm. If you're microwaving pizza... Mm. You don't deserve to live. Like, you don't yes. need this product. Yes. You should not exist on this planet. You should stop eating pizza right now. Because yep. you need to be using a toaster oven and oven or yep. a pan. Yep. It's cold or it's going in the oven. Yes. That's yeah. a non-negotiable. And I, it's a non-negotiable. That's, that's a no- microwave leftover pizza. <laughs> like, ugh. Baby boogers and yeah, microwave I, I, leftover pizza. Like, I, my stomach is a mess after this. No, I, I agree. I think the biggest negative for me was that he was setting people up for even the option of microwaving pizza. And I like this product. Like, I can't stress this enough. It's very clever. It's collapsible. Like Sylvie said, it's triangle-shaped. So you just lay the pizza slices in. We usually throw our slices in, like, a, one of those, like, reusable, like, mm-hmm. Ziploc-type bags. But then I have to turn the bag inside it and wash it and da-da-da-da-da. And obviously, I can't reheat it in there. So, like, I like a lot about this. The little, like, trays that separate your slices can also be repurposed to reheat them in. Although he didn't say if they were oven-safe, but... There's a lot that I like about this product, but I I really don't like that he's empowering people to reheat pizza in the microwave. Right. Well, I was also going to ask, okay, so that's how you store your leftover pizza. Mason has an interesting method, which I, I've come accustomed to really liking, in that he wraps the individual leftover slice in just some aluminum foil. And, like, that keeps the quality up, and it enables you to go slice by slice. And it's not yes. super wasteful. You're not using a ton of aluminum foil. So I really like that method. My other question is, how often do you guys eat pizza? Like pretty often. Like once every two weeks, we'll get a pizza. So yeah, right. So that's like pretty often. But it's still, you're getting this use out of this once or twice a month. Like Honestly, like the when he... At one point, Tate sort of describes the process of shoving a pizza box with, like, four slices in it mm. into the fridge and how it, cut, like, it knocks everything over. Did it, that really spoke to me because I hate that and I hate when we do that. Um, and sometimes, they're like, let's be honest, you're getting pizza. It's usually late at night. You're tired. You don't want to have to put the pizza in That's the thing. True. Like, you don't have to, like, put the pizza in the Ziploc bag or put it in the aluminum or whatever. You want to be able to shove that box in, but it is not great and 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 that to me really resonated um so so i would be willing to buy something like this that is like a one product one solution thing um just to avoid that that's fair and i guess i have things in the kitchen i don't use super often right i have like a little popsicle mold i kind of only use that when it's like hot out (laughs) popsicle molds is a great little popsicle mold but I just, I guess it, I was, my main reaction was like, who is eating that much pizza? And again, maybe this is my lactose intolerance creeping in. We just yeah. don't eat that much pizza 
for me to be able to justify this. Although again, I do think it's a clever product. I think it's a useful product. I'm someone who like, if my fridge is unorganized, if it, I come back and there's like food that needs to be thrown out or the Mm -hmm. shelves are dirty or there's stuff is like askew, it really bothers me mentally. Like I'm then, it gives me the ick and I'm carrying that with me wherever I go until Mm -hmm. I fix it. So I agree. The problem of the box is like, terrible um it also costs 25 dollars i know he makes it for four dollars which like geez margin city over here yes also uh i just i just thought of a potential issue wow okay here's something interesting i think that places really vary their slice size yeah and do you think this accounts for that yeah the new york slice that's a bigger slice it's a big slice it's it's what about a square slice what about a square pie what about a grandma right What about a grandma pie? And it's a thinner slice, it's or it's a thinner sure. crust, but a bigger slice. Um, so that's concerning. But you know, since April, they've done 200k in sales, all online. Off of 250k in sales, they'll make like 60k in profits. It's patent pending. He does only own 35 percent of the company. He has two partners. Right. Um, so I don't know. The sharks are like. A little divided. Barbara, this made me laugh so hard. Probably me my too. favorite part of this. the episode. Okay. Barbara <laughs> just starts going. She Barbara, I I've really come to love Barbara these last few seasons. Like <laughs> me too, me she's too. really inhabiting her role of the kind of like kooky but like super rich aunt that you'd have yes, who like yeah. lives in the city. She, she, she says starts, she's out. She starts her rant with, I've got some bad news for you. Yeah. <laughs> Right. She's got some bad news. And the bad news is she's not investing. Why is she not investing, you may ask? Well, turns out she had an Italian boyfriend in high school. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and um, his family didn't save leftover pizza slices as apparently the pizza was so good there was none left to save. I don't want to sit and think about if that is like a euphemism for anything. I don't want to know. I it cannot. Cannot. vaguely racist (laughs) yeah i don't know it's weird it's weird that she brought that up and it's even weirder that that's her reason for being out yeah she's out (laughs) i was like this is the only pizza anecdote that you had and you found you needed to find a way to sort of weave it into this episode uh uh, yeah that was that was hysterical i i loved that that was just like a perfectly barbara reason not to get into something her reasoning is so often so erratic and so So yeah like so like subjective and i just (laughs) respect the hell out of it what was that one product where she was last season where she was like in 1972 i went skiing in aspen and when i got to the ski chalet i couldn't take my boots off like she had some story like that and it's just those stories those are the moments that'll stick with me personally so yeah respect yeah, no, she's Barbara's always got like a litany of negative anecdotes on standby, and I really respect that about her. She's a tough broad. She's been, yeah. she's really been through it. Um, Robert says it's a single product, so he's out, which is he, yeah. weak he doesn't reasoning like to, to me. Single products, but he does all the time. So I like, know, I know, shut it's up. Some BS. Yeah, some BS. Uh, Mr. Wonderful, of course, wants in. He wants to do two dollars a unit until he gets his profit back, and then he takes fifty cents in perp. Which boo, yeah. 
That is, and, and everyone boos him, and they should boo him, because that's really nasty. It's very, Agro. very sharky. To be fair, it's the only current offer, but it's, yeah. When everyone was like, royalty, royalty, I was, for a moment, because I was so sort of, like, intrigued by the pizza product, I was I forgot about the studio audience, and then when they started up chanting royalty, royalty, I was just like, no, this, like, stop. All of you, stop it. It's grotesque. Like, again, we're in a coliseum, but instead of lions and gladiators, it's just, like, <laughs> money and peasants. Yes, like, it's yes. so fucked in such a yeah. weird way. It Never does the show's thesis feel more grossly on display than with a right, live studio right, right. audience being like, do it! Make the deal! Like, it's just yeah. sick. It's yeah. sick. Um, um, Lori offers 100k for 20%, and then Cuban does something very interesting, which felt... Mm-hmm. It was interesting, but it felt so premeditated. Totally, um, totally. It's like he had someone, like, a bug in his ear telling him to do this. I think that they got, like, an extra preview of these. Oh, I definitely think so. Because like, they, there was no... Yeah. It, did you notice that there was no... Not the kind of, like strong reaction that we sometimes get from the sharks when they're seeing a product. Mm. I mean, none of these products, like, really merit, like, a strong reaction, but none of them were sort of, like, seemed surprised by anything. I think they – I honestly think they came in with knowledge of the product and notes on what they would be willing to offer and had a lot of that info. Because let's be honest, like, when they record these segments, they're probably recording for 30 minutes, um, which you obviously can't do here. And so there's a lot of information that they would have asked that they're not getting. So I have to imagine that they came with, like, a fact sheet. I think they did rehearsals, like with the talent Mm -hmm. too, with the entrepreneurs. I think they did rehearsals. Yeah. So Cuban says he wants to outright buy his company. And he basically Mm -hmm. says like, Tate, I challenge you to give me a number that, you know, would would justify that. And Tate says $5 million. (laughs) Which like, great. I would, too. It's Mark Cuban. Like, why not? Yeah. Throw out, like, a gigantic sum of money. But Mark is, like, borderline offended by it. It's gross. I don't like people waving money also. Like, it's, I don't either. I don't there's either. a difference between being, like, I have the capital to support you and, like, how much would you sell your dream for, sugar tits? <laughs> like, I don't I don't like it. I don't, don't like it. It makes me feel gross. Don't you more things with my yeah. money? Yeah. Cuban... <laughs> was a big no for me this episode like team babs team lori agree agree this just really hammered home because this was really felt like like them being the truest version of themselves the literal unedited version of themselves and i think that disappointing it was disappointing no no one surprised me more than mark with the shouting Mm -hmm. like you were saying robert being a ham like i wasn't that surprised about everyone else i was like yes this feels like you totally and then damon offers 100k for 10 percent randomly out of left field Lori <laughs> yeah. revises her offer to 100k for 15 percent there's all these competing offers cuban is screaming that he'll write him a check for 1.5 million today to buy his company now whatever uh tate ends up taking the deal with Lori, which i had a lot of respect for that's the smartest move like this mm-hmm. is a QVC product. This is a, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond product. Yes. 100%. No, Lori was absolutely the right person. And yeah, again, like the, the whole, at one point, Mark goes, Tate, you're about to answer the most important question of your entire life. In reference to him, like, Ugh. like asking what the valuation would be for him to buy it. And it was just like, it just felt like, like, like a, like lion just like talking to an ant. 
Mark at the end also kept like spiking to the cameras, which was really mm-hmm. funny to me and showed me how much he just liked this sick display <laughs> of just being like big, big boss billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, yucky, yucky, yucky. Well, Sylvie, it's that time. We only have three <laughs> products to choose from, but uh, which of these would you most likely be a customer of? This is the easiest question in the world for me. I'm going with the pizza pack because yeah. if I can get it for free, then I have no problem. I just, I don't think I eat enough pizza with my lactose intolerance to justify mm-hmm. a $25 thing or or even, mm-hmm. it's not even about the $25. It's about how much space it would be taking up in my. It's uh, collapsible. Don't forget that it's collapsible. It is collapsible, but you know I've got a I've got a pretty stacked and full Tupperware drawer, not to brag. So <laughs> wow, you know, geez, Sylvie. But again, if I'm getting it for free, I'm I'm doing the pizza pack. It's a smart invention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously don't have a baby or encounter baby <laughs> boogers in my everyday life. Sorry to Thank any God. of my friends who have babies. I promise yours are cute. Um, and I just. Yeah, the compostable underwear. I'm not going to compost my underwear because I don't have compost. And I'm not going to mail them in for free. I would no. I would price me mailing my used underwear to someone at at least $30. So, And I would I, – I have to say, like, I do like the underwear. But if ever I did, like, a 48-hour stint in a pair of those <laughs> underwears, I feel like I would just have this, like, nagging fear that they would just start to, like, decompose while I was wearing them. <laughs> right? Like – Let's road test those babies. Like, what right. are you supposed to, If you, like, God forbid, shit your pants in a pair of compostable oh underwear, God. like, to me, the decay, the decay process just begins then. Oh, my God. So on top of shitting your pants, they're just decomposing <laughs> under you. God, insult to injury. I can't risk that with my lifestyle. No. With my lactose intolerance and right. my traveling, it's yeah. just... I need my underwear to be built like the Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah, no, you are at high risk for pants shitting, I would say, mm-hmm. with your various mm-hmm. conditions and lifestyle. Yeah, so, you know. Medium I to need, high risk. I need strength for my Yeah, <laughs> I need strength. What What are you going with? I'm, I'm going to go pizza, pizza uh, stacker yeah. thing, whatever it's called. Pizza um, pack. Pizza pack. Uh, as much as I am extremely fundamentally against microwaving pizza i'm gonna go pizza pack yeah we're not using that vent by the way no 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 no. 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 it's purely decorative yeah well it's been great to be back so it is it's great to be back and i'm glad that like the live show is behind us and now we can get into our more regular season um Mm-hmm. It is so exciting to be back into the swing of things. It's comforting. We miss you guys. We love you yeah. guys. And yeah, if anyone else has like thoughts about this live format, please feel free. Send me or Alyssa a voice memo. Uh, please, we yes, we will, also, we will air it. Yeah, we'll air it. Text us, email us. Uh, we're at heychumspodcast at gmail.com. I believe that's our email address. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let me just, heychums podcast at gmail.com hey chums podcast at gmail.com you were right it's we obviously use it all the time um, all the time so hit us up let us know your thoughts if you feel strong as uh, scott and wendy about mm-hmm. this silly little format and um yeah so happy to be back thanks everybody thanks y'all stay safe stay safe out there <laughs> bye don't microwave your pizza bye don't microwave pizza ever 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 <laughs>